Christmas pressure pays off. The Dutton Army go crazy! Glorious goal! Glasgow in the West's league leader for 50 years. I'm asked to give an opinion and I like to give an honest one. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we begin to move through the festive fixture list. Rangers are now just two points behind with a game in hand after beating St Johnston, but there are more injury worries for Philippe Clement. Liam Scales says it's not been nice hearing Brendan Rodgers' criticism of the team, but admits they can't keep just turning up expecting to win. And the Scottish FA, Celtic and Aberdeen all speak out against European Super League plans. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight, Gordon DL and Mark Wilson. Yeah. It was a straightforward win for Rangers last night. Pretty dominant performance against a 10-man St. Johnson. Another one ticked off for Philippe Clement and it sets him up nicely for an away trip to Motherwell followed by Ross County before the big one on December 30th. And Aberdeen, back to winning ways. 2-1, moving up the league. Barry Robson certainly needed that one. Yeah, good uh, good three points for Rangers last night. Um, I don't think it was their best performance. Bit of bad news, obviously, with Ruth going off after about 15, 16 minutes. You don't like to see that. He's been plagued with injuries. This is another one. You could actually see the disappointment in his face. But it was all about getting those vital three points, closing that gap. Livingston, it's a long way back for them. They're starting to really struggle. Can't find a win, but well done to Aberdeen. Bounce back after the disappointment of the League Cup final. Come on then, 01419511025. That is the number you need. So let's hear from you on tonight's phone. And what have you got for us, Rangers fans? Quite simply, what did you make of last night? Again, was it all about the result? Was it all about cutting that gap? What did you make of the performance? Who was good? Who was bad? What did you make of the red card tackle? We'll hear from Philippe Clement. That looks like more injuries. Kemal Roof, John Lundstrom. How big a concern is that how close are Rangers to playing Gordon DL in midfield on December 30th against Celtic? All of your thoughts on last night, please, on 0141 Celtic fans, it was Liam Scales speaking today. An interesting uh, case study because he is one of the Celtic players perhaps exempt from criticism, if you like, having a brilliant season, emerged much to people's surprise. But he's been speaking on behalf of the team, talking about how tough a week it's been, trying to bounce back, where it's gone wrong, what he makes of the manager's criticism, what he makes of thoughts on January recruitment and more. So again, Celtic fans, what are you thinking tonight? 0141951025. There was the big win for Aberdeen, as Gordon DL and Mark Wilson alluded to. Uh, we're Thursday night, we're very close to a huge round of fixtures uh, on the 23rd before, of course, Motherwell and Rangers meet on Christmas Eve. There are even... Talks out there about another European Super League. I feel like we've been here before. Does it affect Scottish football? How much does it affect Scottish football? The Scottish FA, Celtic, Aberdeen, they've had their say today as well. And I am absolutely certain Mark Wilson and Gordon DL will be all across every detail of that proposal. So if you want to test them, 0141 951 1025. You're at all your presents yet? I still need to get some. I think oh. so. Yeah, leaving it late this year, but... Um, yeah, I'll be mad dash on 
Christmas Eve. Well, you, well, you're just going to tell me you don't buy any, you don't no, wrap no, them, no, you don't I, have no, a Christmas no, tree. No, I don't have a tree. Wrap them um, in tin foil. Uh, maybe take that one home. Uh, envelope, voucher, job done. <laughs> <laughs> like I thought One of those ones that covers like 50 different shops Yeah As well yeah. I mean they are practical You can't really argue against Listen, that Listen there's no point going in my presence You can see the disappointment in the people's faces Just get At least Why do you just get something that's not disappointing though? Ah, it just doesn't work for me And then you pick maybe the wrong colour The wrong you know, You've been there before You're better just voucher, envelope, name on it Everybody, everybody's a winner You're both looking festive tonight For those of you watching on the live stream They've gone Christmas jumpers um, I mean clearly sent in for free Because they say mm. Albert Bartlett right across yeah. them Other potato providers are available But yeah. thank you to the good people at Albert, Albert Bartlett And quite fittingly What do they say Mark Wilson? Roast. Christmas roasters yeah, yeah. You'll need to stand up in your seat a wee bit Yeah, to show, show them, show them. Oh, sure. His yeah, roasters oh, oh. seem bigger than my roasters yeah, we are. There you go, look at that. Roasters. I'll tell you what, it's a colour that... It's nice, isn't it? It sure does. I actually think I'm, you two look not I'm, bad I'm, in that I'm, red. I'm, Dashing. I'm, I'm, yeah, I think, I'm, I'm, I think that's the colour for us going forward into the new year. By the way, I knew I, I, knew I recognised that colour on you. Where? I knew that First was your colour. No, no, no. Somebody told me, actually, that... Were you at Ibrox last night? No. Holding the League Cup trophy at <laughs> I'd have loved to have been sat in a last You recognise that colour on you Did you have that on under your suit? Oh, I'd have loved By to have been sat How much funny. did they pay you for that? Yeah. Oh, you wouldn't have done that for free I wouldn't do anything for free, mate I mean, it's ba you even missed bath night to go on the pitch no, <laughs> no. I was, I was inundated with messages asking if that was you Seriously? I was in Daddy Claus, wasn't he? Me last night I've got Please to never know. refer to yourself Daddy as that Claus. again If you don't mind <laughs> Anyway, 01419511025. Quite simple for the Rangers fans, I think, out there. What did you make of last night's game? How important a win was it? I mean, strange times. Not to say that it's wrong, because I get the logic, but midweek, Rangers against St. Johnson, that feels like quite a run-of-the-mill fixture. And yet, you know, we had calls last night saying, this is our most important game of the season so far. And you kind of get it because of the way yeah. things have, have built up. It just shows you how... How things have turned. Well, those are the ones that you you need to win if you're any aspirations of winning the league. Um, the easier ones on paper, particularly after the celebrations from Sunday, it's always quite difficult when you get a, a huge game and a, a big occasion followed up by a game you should be winning. Um, but look, I think Rangers managed that game pretty well. Another game where they don't concede, and that's certainly something that Philippe Clement's installed in this Rangers team. Very difficult to score against. And Dessers... You know, for one that gets criticised regularly, um, scoring again. So you, you can't really argue with his return. And the comparisons are now being made to Kyogo at the other side of the city, where Dessers is obviously ahead of him, the goals he's scored. Um, so pretty convincing, sets him up nicely for the weekend. Come on then, 01419511025. Mark Wilson and uh, Daddy Claus apparently oh, are here to take your that's, calls. That's disturbing. So if you want to get your thoughts over, please do. Stuart is on the line. How's it going, Stuart? I'm very well, Gordon. I'm just sunning, sunning myself in Lanzarote here. Oh, hey, Stuart. No bother. It's freezing here. There's a wind chill of about minus oh. 40 out there in Clydebank. Yeah. But anyway, take it away. Uh, well, I just want to say, like, as you were saying there in the studio, each game now feels bigger than the last one. You know, as you said yourself there, Gordon, after the celebration on Sunday, I was a wee bit, I was a wee bit worried uh, before last night's game, but uh, I thought we came through the, uh, the game very well. You know, got the points, clean sheet, 
The only downside was also the injury to Lundstrom, which is he's going to be a massive loss to Rangers going forward because I think he's the anchor man in the midfield for us. Uh, but I think uh, the, the reason I'm optimistic, even despite that, is because come on, as you hear him all the time, he comes up with solutions to the problems all the time. And I think whatever he, whatever decision he makes, and whoever he puts in the middle of the midfield, it'll be the right one for Rangers. And I think we're we're, we're going to be unstoppable now. It's just a very mm. routine outcome, Gordon. But in many ways, that's that's just what Rangers required. I doubt we're going to get calls saying that was sensational, sparkling stuff last night. Quite often when a a team goes down to 10 men It kind of mm. kills the, the game to an extent Anyway Given that That was the first game in hand Wasn't it It was mm. game Game in hand One of two Just Rangers No fuss Make sure you cut the gap Was that Look, was that the aim I think I think every fan that goes along And pays their money And sits in a cold night at Ibrox Would like to be entertained But I'm sure the Rangers fans Last night The one thing They were thinking of was Three points End of story Three points um, The Lundstrom I think will be a big miss now. I wasn't his greatest fan, but since Clement's come in, I think they've they've been a change in him. Um, I think he's playing very well in the middle of the park. I think he sits there and he just pulls his strings for everyone to go and do their business and play, and he mops up behind. And he's he's really improved under the new Rangers manager. Midfield's a bit of a problem now with injuries, but as much as learns from. Uh, you talk about him being a miss I did feel I really got to say We've all been there I felt sorry for Ruth last night I think that It's now a case of Where does he go from here um, It's been One setback after another um, Then 15 minutes on the clock 16 minutes He's off the pitch You could see the disappointment In the lad's face But For Rangers Closing that gap Three points uh, It's been a decent Four days for him one in the cup final and then obviously picking up the three points against St Johnston. They've got the extra day in Sunday now. Fur Park, a place that you would probably say not a not a easy ground to go to, but Motherwell can't find a win. So you'd imagine Rangers going along there and picking up an R three points. Yeah, what about Kumar Roof, Stuart? How many times have we been here? How frustrating is that all round? It's really frustrating, Gordon. I mean, I feel so sorry for the guy. I mean, like his late goal against Betis on Thursday. I mean that pays his salary alone. But when's this ever going to end? I mean, I, I, I'd love for him to get a run of games on the team, but it just it just seems impossible at the minute. Uh, but I'd like to give a special mention to Dessers. I mean, I was on the show a couple of months ago, uh, slating the guy. Gordon, you were on as well. I don't know if you remember. I absolutely slated the guy. Just says he offered nothing. Uh, I'm really worried about going forward with him at the helm, but. To be fair to the guy, I can see something in him. He tries his heart out and he scored a good goal last night. He scored a great goal against Betis and he was actually unlucky against Aberdeen. He nearly scored a replica of his goal in Betis. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm delighted with Dessers at the minute, but I just wish he'd a bit of backup. But I don't know where we're going to get it from just now. Yeah, Mark, is he starting to win people over? It's four goals in his last six, it's nine. For the season I did actually say this last week That the numbers total Was Was always kind of okay That was never disastrous People were maybe looking for More all round But if you really are scoring regularly Then well, That's the way you're there for, isn't Yeah it? Answer the critics um, And You know he gets plenty of chances The one thing with Philippe Clement When he's come in Is his team does create more um, and, and you've got to take your hat off to Dessers But also the role he plays in the, the winning goal actually in the cup final as well, you know, occupying the, the two centre halves to allow Tavernier to come back uh, round the back and, and put it in. 
you know, you can't dismiss that as well. So if he's not scoring, he, he's contributing some way. But Daz will tell you, when you go to Rangers, you're a striker, you need to score goals. He's certainly doing that mm. just now. Stuart's sort of opening line on Kimar Roof was, I just feel so sorry for the guy, yeah. which I think is quite appropriate because... I don't think it's anything sinister It's just life as a football fan Your priority is your team And what impact is this having on, on your team And you see social media He goes off after what was it 16, 17 mm -hmm. minutes last night And lots of stuff Ah, just rip up his contract You know, this is a this is a waste of time And I get that And they kind of might not be wrong But how, how must he feel? Well, look, I had a, a career plagued by injuries So I know to some extent what he must be going through Every time he gets himself back fit And you can see there's a good player in there He breaks down So you've got to feel for him And that, that's what fans need to understand Players don't want to be injured, of course um, But sometimes you just can't shake these things off Now, interesting to hear Philippe come on Say that they were going to look into things in greater depth I don't really know what that means Or how you get to the bottom of it But... Something's certainly not gone right for him um, Whatever he's doing His prehab His rehab When he's getting back um, To keep breaking down continually Is a problem So Feel for him um, And It's a long journey The frustrating thing to do the, to, yeah. Sorry Just to, to do the Heartless bit mm. though it Ultimately is it then You know when this contract comes to an end By all accounts He is quite a high earner w Will it be just time to Yeah Yeah I, I, Look To part ways There's no doubt if, if Ruth was fit And he was playing You know A bigger percentage Of the games He'd be a terrific asset For Rangers Of that there's no doubt I think he's a good player I think he's a good goal scorer I think he's a very Intelligent footballer But unfortunately The injuries have just Caught up And it's one after another After another And as a club When you're paying someone Probably a decent salary um, You look at that record And you think Is it worth another you know, a year, two years, whatever it may be, I certainly don't think Rangers will go down. Is it always the same injury? No, I'm, no, I don't think so. I mean, I think for a long time there was a recurring calf issue, I okay. think, for, for what I can remember. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if it's always that. That was for You were a, a knee man, weren't you? I'm a knee high. My knee was always... Yeah. Bad, Just the bad, one knee. Not enough. That's what right. So Aye. then it's not the same really, is it? Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, feel for Roof because he'll... If he'd, get back and he'll, if he'd three knees he'd never play tonight's tiebreaker is how many knee ops has Wilson had to the nearest 50 apparently went off in last year's semi-final with a shoulder injury as well so I think there's yeah. been some uh, so Stuart you're not um, you're not panicking about the the injuries to midfield in particular at the moment well if I'm being honest of course it's a worry but I'm not panicking as I say because I know Clement will come up with the answers if that means drafting in a couple of youth players, Baylor Ace, I know I've not seen anything of them since Clement's come in. But uh, even like we do John Sterling, he's been a revelation. He's, he's been a, a, a new signing and I've been really impressed with him. So I would stick him in there. Uh, I've seen a wee clip last night on one of the Rangers YouTubers' videos and they were interviewing Raskin and Dowell before the... Uh, sorry, Ben Davis before the game last night. And I think Raskin's uh, back so... Hopefully Raskan can feature in the next couple of games. Yeah, I think he's I had. Know. I think he said he's had some good news. I don't know how soon he's back. I don't think it's particularly soon. Or in terms of, you know, we're talking about big games within the next uh, week or so. Do you um, know Stuart picks up on a good point there? You know, Kieran Dow come in with a good reputation yeah. and a good player. So it's up to him to take an opportunity. You can kind of get get the confidence in terms of Stuart feeling that that Philippe Clement's earned that confidence from the mm. fans, hasn't he? Um, if you'd offered. You know, I don't know, start the season or whatever and say to Rangers fans, well, you might need to go to Celtic Park with Dujon Sterling and 
whoever, Dujon Sterling and Kieran Dowell yeah. in midfield, he said, mm, hold, um, hold on a minute, I'm not sure I'm signing up for that, yeah. but th- that's what's happening and, and it's it's kind of working. Well, I just think it, it's his shape. I think everybody, what you can say about this Clement team is everybody knows their job. Um, and that is, if you're being played out of position, at least you know your job. Um, I didn't quite see that under Michael Beal. I thought there was, well, a lot obviously went wrong under him and players looked uncertain at times. Come on, straight down the middle, you know where you stand with him. And I think when Sterling comes in or Dowell comes in or if it's Lundstrom or if it's Raskin, they all know where they stand. See the, see the confidence for me for Rangers. I think you're talking about Midley Park and I think the Rangers supporters have got confidence in the manager because I think if you look at defensively in their goalkeeper, they're now, they don't chip a lot of goals. They're very hard to score against. What They've lost, what, eight in the league? Um, so he's obviously, you know, he knows how to operate his back four and his goalkeeper to give that protection as well. If he's, you know, not got his strongest midfield available, he's now got guys up front like Seema that can score goals and be a danger. Dessers is starting to put the ball in the back of the net. So um, I think Rangers fans will be very confident going forward. Thank you very much to Stuart. Hope it's raining in Lanzarote tomorrow, Stuart. <laughs> Thoughts of everyone here in freezing cold Snow. Glasgow in the West with you. Um, 01419511025. What have you got for us out there on the phones? Pick up your phone, give us a call. Philippe Clement feels pretty strongly about some of the tackling on his Rangers players. We'll hear what he had to say next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West for 50 years. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. Their Christmas jumpers say Christmas roasters. Who am I to argue? But they are here to take your calls on the usual number or if you'd rather tweet uh, your warmest regards. It is fulltime at Clyde1.com. Let's hear from Philippe Clement. He says dangerous tackles are causing serious injuries to his Rangers players. That was, of course, after John Lundstrom was forced off after that red card challenge last night. It's another player who's kicked off the pitch. So I'm really frustrated about that, to be honest. And this is, for me, the, my main concern after this game also. Again, a player kicked off the pitch. It's not sure that we can get him back before winter break. That's not a, not a good situation. I don't want to go in emotions directly after the game. So I'm a little bit boiling now, so it's better to cool down first and then to make opinions about, about leaks or whatever. But it was uh, clearly not a, not a good challenge with your studs uh, forward like that. And we had a, even a worse one later on in the game where the guy luckily hit the ball and not my player. But uh, the intensity there was, uh, was to break a leg. So those things are, are not good for football, I think. And it's now to get a good recovery tomorrow and then to build towards Sunday and to see which players are available. Because for my three strikers, I only keep one striker who's available. And from, uh, I don't know, five midfielders out or something for the moment. So uh, that's a really bad thing. Yeah, I can understand his frustration. I'm not really, you know, kicked off the pitch. The tackle was a very poor tackle, I've got to say. And there's no arguments whatsoever about a, a red card. Um, people can argue the fact that John Lundstrom's not shy when it comes to tackling. Um, but 
unfortunately for him last night, and he was in the receiving end of a, a bad one, and it was the right decision, red card. I can understand the, the, the manager's frustration, because if you look at his middle of the park especially, he's losing player after player after player, and he's coming into a very important time. They've got good momentum going, they've just won the cup, they've closed that gap to Celtic. Um, so I think a bit of uh, I, th- I think after the game he was a bit heated. I think now once he calms down, he'll look at the full situation. Um, but I thought that the referee dealt with the, mm. the way he should have. Yeah, obviously there's always those grumbles, Mark. How can he not think that's a red in real time? Can't believe it, it took VAR. Um, yeah. Which I, I get the frustration. It's obviously specifically what VAR's there for as well yeah. to make sure that, that the mistake doesn't last or whatever. So. I think ultimately, if you get to the right decision in the end, well, uh, how much can you complain about it? But look, it was a bad challenge. It was a sore one for Lundstrom. Um, and, and you can get come on um, being upset by it because Daz is right. It's that key area that he keeps to he keeps losing players from. So frustrating. But listen, these things happen in football. Get dealt with in the proper fashion and. You know, it gives someone else an opportunity if Lundstrom's out. But if he's out for the Celtic game, which it sounds like he is going to be, huge miss. There's no such thing as unanimous decisions in Scottish football. But we might be quite close on that one. I've not seen too many people complain. Usually when there's a red card involving Rangers or Celtic, we have a big debate. Yes, mm. it was. No, it wasn't. That one was very much you, you um, of the kind of no-brainer a- anybody category, that, wasn't it? Anybody that's looking at football and, you know, looks at that... Um, it'd be very hard, very hard to argue. Sorry, that that was not a red card. You couldn't put up a defence from that. Takes a lot it, of the, the yeah. boxes. He'll, he's lunging. He's late. He's just lost a goal. Yeah. Uh, Excessive uh, force endangering an opponent. Uh, exactly. All day, wasn't it? It's, look, let's not be kidded here. It was a poor tackle, and I can understand why the Rangers managers. Uh, very very angry. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm not buying into kicked off the park. Um, you know, Rangers have get players that can go about the pitch and put about when they need to as well, like every other team. Um, but on that occasion, we're talking about that. The lad certainly deserved a red. Uh, and then, of course, Mark Wilson. Just like much more important than any of that stuff. This stain on football and society at large that quite often follows incidents like that for some reason. Um, Dialang Jayasemi, who was sent off, St Johnston now had to issue a statement today saying they're appalled because he was the target of a racist social media post. Yeah. Um, I think last I checked, you know, police were involved. So like we say, that just becomes a, a police matter at that point, something way more um, important and, and bigger than our daft football yeah, squabbles uh, that we have. Real, uh, It's just crazy that this still goes on. Uh, and... Now with social media, people have got a direct link to players uh, and, you know, there's just no place for it in, in society. So hopefully it's dealt with swiftly. Uh, I love how Martin's tweeted to say he doesn't like your analysis of the red card and he says that you've got green-tinted glasses. I think that only works, Martin, if, like, you... You know what I mean? If you, like, played for Celtic, if you were a Celtic fan. <laughs> Otherwise, Gordon would have just had to go and, like, buy the green glasses. Do you know what I mean? Just buy yeah. green glasses somewhere. Analysis? I what know. was up with? What, what, I've no what idea. Part, what part I would like uh, to know is the argument. tweet and elaborate. But that, means, that would have to mean you've just, like, borrowed someone else's glasses. You know, yeah. you can accuse Mark of having okay, green, green tinted glasses. Even if it's accurate, you can still make the accusation. Yeah. But you but don't no, own a pair. No. That no. just doesn't I, work, I, I just delete the tweet. Um, anyway, we'll right. move on Adam me. is a Rangers fan in Finiston How's it going Adam? How are you? 
good here, good here, Adam. What are you thinking tonight? Um, I was at the game last night, so obviously really happy with how things are going right now. Um, but Sam Lammers, I just felt the treatment of him last night for the Rangers fans was shocking. Um, I totally get where a player struggling, and I could get it if he was not trying or he had a bad attitude, but he was trying so hard last night. And I get there's always going to be moans and groans, and that happens when you're Rangers. I'm probably the first guy to be shouting at someone when they give a bad pass, but when he gets up last night, the Rangers, uh, quite a lot of the Rangers fans cheered. I just thought it was bang at order. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, obviously I wasn't there, take Adam's word for it, you can almost hear it, it's one of those like sarcastic or a sort of jeer or whatever sometimes when a, a player comes off, if that was the case, um, I think he's had it before, he's he, he's certainly struggling for form. I, you I must have had that. I've, I've had that, I was going yeah, to say yeah, I had that for have. Bristol City, uh, <laughs> away to Blackburn, <laughs> and the FA Cup, and I got subbed, <laughs> just, I'd love to have been there. just 10 minutes into the second half, and the, uh, it was the biggest cheer of the day for the Bristol City fans, and you know what, listen, no joking aside, it does get to you, because you're how aware, could it, how could it not? Yeah, yeah, of course, you're aware of what's really thought of you from your fan base, and Lammers will know that now, at a different scale, when there's 50,000 eyebrows doing it, but, he is struggling for form. I've been on here a few times. I don't see it. However, Philippe Clement plays him um, quite a bit. And like he's, he's took a wee spell out the side, but back again last night. And just anything he, he does doesn't seem to come off at the minute. But he's still in about the first team and he's still plugging away. But it's difficult for I'm, him. I'm all for supporters, you know, venting their expressions of players. And we've all got our own opinions, right? But what they've got to sit down and realise is the lad is struggling. Of that, there's no doubt. And there's a lot of Rangers supporters already made their mind up. But doing what they're doing and booing them and cheering them or whatever they're, you know, and having a go at them is never going to help them. Mm. Is never going to help Adam, them. Adam, is, is it like, can it be trying too hard sometimes? Does it feel like nothing's really coming off? Yeah. Have you still got you know, faith that it comes good time. or what? Last night we were laughing. We were actually laughing because it was like the more he did wrong, he was trying even harder. He was still showing for the ball, and he started falling over it, and it was hitting off on him. It was it was hard to watch. But another wee point: everyone wrote Dessers off a few weeks ago. On there was people on the show writing Dessers off, and I thought Dessers was excellent last night. See him get the ball into his feet and play off him. He's a different player. I just think that the guy's never going to come good if we're, we're cheering him when he's getting up. Is that? Is the De- is Dessers officially moved out of the Sam Lammers bracket? Yeah, you know they used to be lumped yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. Mm. do we have to do we have to separate them the, now, Adam? The, the big difference, yeah, sure, Adam. Team, when you start playing the player's strengths, it makes a difference. Then when you get it on his feet and play tight around him, he's he's a different player. I, I think I think the big difference between the two is Dessers is kicking on a little bit because he's scoring goals. Gone, he's scored nine goals now. It's not a bad return, and I kept saying, "It doesn't." Fans will always forgive you if you fall over a ball or whatever it may be. But if you score goals, you become an instant hero with, with, with fans, especially at Rangers and Celtic. And Dessers is finding the back of the net, which is helping them. And obviously, all of a sudden, he's starting to grow in confidence. A couple of weeks ago, his back to goal play was terrible, absolutely terrible. His link up play was shocking. But he started scoring goals, he started getting that confidence, you see him, he looks like he's now starting to enjoy being at Rangers and playing there, where he sort of lost that that burden on his shoulder. I think Sam Lammers would probably need the same to kick his Rangers career on. Does all of this sort of add up though, 
Adam in a, in a roundabout way to being even more credit towards the manager because I feel like based on the calls we get and a lot of the feedback you get don't think anyone's pretending Rangers are you know 1-11 to 1-16 to full of players playing at the absolute top of their game at the moment but it, it is all coming together to make a, a winning run that, that's getting places yeah 100% it does take a lot of credit and it is I think 99% of people don't think Dessers was a football player so yeah definitely I agree uh, yeah. But I just I don't know I just want Lammers To turn it around But it's, it is hard to watch But I don't I, As well I don't know If the manager's Giving him too much time I know he's trying to Maybe play him out the fog But last night I thought he should have Came off a bit earlier yeah, I think there was There was a spell When it felt that way It was like Take, take him out of the team um, yeah. And maybe felt that Previously with Dessers Danilo wasn't available Danilo's not available now But everything seems to be Getting better With Dessers You know Tom Lawrence isn't available Some of the deeper lying midfielders aren't available So I know that's not necessarily his exact position But it, there is still more of a requirement there For him to contribute You know, than, you know, if Tom Lawrence was there He can take some of that it's, it's funny because the manager must see him Day in, day out in training And we talk about um, The other side of the city With Brendan Rodgers and Lager be Elk and people like that Um so you see him day in, day out. So the manager must see something in him. Well, Michael Beale said he was good technically. And it, That's what I was going to yeah. say. You can almost, I've not, not seen it, of course, but you can almost imagine he might be the type of player that is quite good in training. Yeah, in yeah. Training. that makes sense. Yeah, we've yeah. seen that. First you, pick you of training. One of them. Oh, no, I was poor in training, great in the Saturday. <laughs> I was opposite. Um, but the lad needs confidence, whether... He's going to get... Look, I'm going to tell you, and Mark, Mark, I'll tell you as well, we'll be in the position. Um, he will be... His confidence is lower than the snake's belly just now. He's really at the depth of, you know, wondering, is this a, a club that I'm going to be successful at? Just now you'd probably say no. But you're right, look at Dessers. Dessers started finding the net. I don't think Dessers is playing, you know, particularly outstanding, mm. But the one thing you're talking about is, the is he's then? scoring yeah, goals. Is, you know, if you're a number nine, so yeah. to speak, then you can score, and that takes the headlines. Nines. But if you're Sam Lammers, what you kind of need to run the game. Yeah, you know mm, what I mean to stand yeah. out in that way. But I, I, I said when he first came in, I, I seen him in his first few games, he always seemed to take the easy option. You know, he wasn't really contributing with that splitting pass or taking people on. It was always to the side and backwards, and. I think that's acceptable when you first come into the club because you're fine your feet. But then when, you know, you're brought in to be that creative force and that goes a number of weeks where you're not contributing, yeah. fans have a right and it's very difficult to get yourself out of that rut. But look, he's got a few big games, few big opportunities. All he needs to do <laughs> is play well against Celtic and score and everything's quickly forgotten about. Thank you, Adam. What about Tommy? What's your take on it, Tommy? I, I, just I'm talking about what I'm saying. Just before I say anything, I just want to wish the Livingston fans a wee bit of luck and sad because I think they've been an easy game and say we should just pick up the three points from the boiler. Anyway, I'm just worried about what gets Did you hear the caller earlier in the week He said that he had had Killy pies left on his work desk <laughs> Last week Jam tarts left So what if Livy beat Celtic what Pasta Left on his desk That's what I'm worried about Tommy But anyway Let's come back to Lammers right? I think the boy is very good technically Good with the ball at his feet Which he shows you on the part The only problem I've got him He tries to do far too much He'll try and dribble through the whole team Whereas maybe a pass is the better option And he's desperate to score a goal Where again last last night 
He could have passed it out to Seema, who was standing on his own, and he takes a shot himself. I just think he needs to calm down. We don't need him to score hundreds of goals if somebody else is scoring them for him. He just needs to calm down and learn to pass the ball a wee bit more, rather than thinking he's messy and going to dribble for mm. one end of the park to the other. So he's not, he's he's not beyond he help for you, Tommy? You think it, you think it can get there? Ah, well, you can see it. You can see him dribbles through three or four people, but then runs into trouble. He needs to pass effort. He needs to pass the ball a wee bit more and, and take the pressure off him. I think he's so desperate to score a goal. He's it's like a vicious circle he's in now. He's, he's trying his hardest and it's not coming off, and then he's trying even harder and it's not coming off. And it's it's ah, he's just going to go on a downward spiral, but doesn't he? I think he needs to calm down a wee bit and just learn to pass the ball. Good advice from mm. Tommy Do you know what See if anyone wants to know What that feels like Go onto our Twitter feed And watch the video With Charlie Mulgrew last night It's actually It's really funny You know he's got that Like deadpan Dry delivery It was actually more In relation to a Celtic player But he tells a very good story About one time When the ball was Going out of play For a Celtic throw But he tried to stick out His leg And then just poked it out For a throw in And the full stadium booed And then he got taken off after. Did you see it? Ah, I did see uh, it It was funny uh, uh, Listen I, I can totally understand Because I've got the Best record ever As a football player I played in the first team Against Aberdeen at Ibrox And five weeks later I worked my way Down the pecking order That I didn't even get A game of reserves In five weeks? Five weeks that was, That's <laughs> fast from your I know how Lammers feels <laughs> From your uh, your record Thank you very much to Tommy Before we go any further Let me tell you about this Cash for Kids Mission Christmas With J&D Pierce, Scotland's premier Structural steel specialist Changing landscapes Across the UK uh, thank you so much if you've already donated to this year's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas Appeal or if you took part in Christmas Jumper Day, uh, we're having our unofficial one, I think, the three of us in here. We want to thank Miss Graham's class from St Bridget's Primary in Bailison. You didn't go there, did oh, you? Oh, no, they, they were our rivals. Uh, St Francis, St Bridget's, big rivalry. They were out singing Christmas songs at Morrison's in Bailison yesterday, raised £127, very specific. Uh, for Cash for Kids, thanks to David Brockett and the team at Unite the Union. They're dropping off a £1,000 cheque tomorrow. Arnold Clark BMW Mini Hillington. Everyone at Arnold Clark head office, they raised a total of £730. And then the head office matched it. The money makers in there matched it to take it up to £1,460. So lots of people across the community helping. And look, we know we can't always make Christmas Day this big magical thing for every local child. But with your help, we have... We think managed to make it a bit of a different day for thousands of kids across Glasgow and the West. Every penny raised goes straight back to those families that need it. And we're going to announce all the totals on Friday on Bowie at Breakfast. So join us for that. And once again, thanks from everyone here at Clyde One. Thank you for bringing Christmas to so many children in our local area. Uh, and a big thanks to Jane D. Pierce. It is Cash for Kids Mission Christmas with Jane D. Pierce, Scotland's premier structural steelwork specialist who are proud to support the local community. Glasgow in the West's league leader for 50 years. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here at so 1419511025 or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB. Get in touch, let us know what's on your mind. We've been looking back on last night's game at Ibrox. If you have any thoughts that you want to add, please do. Celtic fans, we're about to get Liam Scales' take on things at the moment. Uh, if you want to get your thoughts over to us as the week's gone on, have you slowly but surely gotten over the Hearts debacle? Are you fearful of more to come or are you confident of a reaction? Don't forget you can tweet us as well. Although when I say that, the tweets are just generally about Mark Wilson and Gordon DL's appearance. That, that's just kind oh. of... 
Okay. How it goes. Um, Complimentary, I'm guessing. No, no. No. I mean, Chris says that the, apparently the way the light is bouncing off your forehead is making you look like a blonde ponytailed wrestler from the 90s. <laughs> Who, Mark or me? You. <laughs> That's got to be you. Uh, see if you turn actually like stand. Ric Flair. I can't mm-hmm. see. Is that who he's meaning? <laughs> I think I kind of get it. <laughs> Weirdly, and actually, uh, Haley has sent a message, and this is this is really true. I, I want to know the get to the bottom of this because I I don't know from over here either. Haley says I need to know what is DL always writing notes for. What is it? What has he writing? I don't. I draw. It's a good a sweet wee elephant. I didn't say him. What are you writing down? What could you be writing? I'm I'm a scribbler. I just I. I could write. You know what? He's got better, right? See, when I first joined the show, I always remember looking over and I'm thinking, this guy knows his stuff. He's no. always writing. And he <laughs> held up his paper. Every inch was covered in doodles. The type of stuff that they would like analyse if you went to get checked. Uh, oh, I, yeah, I oh, think, yeah, I think yeah. so. I can imagine that. It's all about preparation, Haley. I'm a pro. Um, he, he's written in the fixtures, even <laughs> though the fixtures, fixtures are in our Hold on a minute. Hold it up, hold it up, I'm getting my ears in. Hi, all right, Chris. And then perfectly, there is there are two tweets here that perfectly marry up, they perfectly align. Um, do you remember your famous podcast appearance? Remember we played it, you play, You were on a an English football podcast called Quickly Kevin and they read out your Q&A yeah, yeah, yeah. from the 90s and they mispronounced your name. Dalziel. Well, Alan, who's the original... Man who brought this to my attention says they're speaking about you again on that podcast. But, but is it good or bad? Just to apologise, not for what they said about you, but for mispronouncing your name. Oh, that's very kind of them. What was it they called you? Dalzell or something. On that note, curious. It's like that smooth transition. Curious creatures. Your old pal has written you some Christmas poetry. Um, I mean, it's a family show, but here goes. I find it quite disturbing, so I need to take a pause. I just heard Big Dalzell saying he is Daddy Claus. In truth, he is like Santa, because the big man sure enjoys sneaking in and out of houses, trying not to make a noise. Move on. 0141 951 1025. Sums you up. Celtic fans, get your thoughts in on the current situation at the club. We're going to hear from... Uh, Liam Scales, who was on media duty today, he, you might remember last week, Brendan Rogers said along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing that, you know, he wasn't necessarily surprised at that result in performance. It was quite a strong comment to say, you know, he wasn't surprised. Um, and Scales admits it, it's hard to hear that, but does believe the players will turn their form around. It's not nice to hear that, but obviously you can see where he's coming from, where performances probably haven't been where they should be. So I think that's, he makes a good point, but, um, it does hurt as a player to hear that and, you know, I think we need to change that. We feel like sometimes we maybe expect it to just to happen, just playing at home maybe or, or playing games against against teams in the league, just expecting it to happen for us without actually going and taking it by the horns, which which we can't do and, and that's maybe where we need to um, brush up on a few things. It's it's in our hands still, you know, we know if we win our games, if we win win games, we can still go and be successful. It, it's, it's, been, it's a minor blip in the course of a season. We need to just turn the corner now and get over it that's it really it's, it's not a complete disaster I quite like that I like the fact that it's, it's quite specific you know on the, on the kind of very vague where's it going wrong questions sometimes it'll be ah oh, you know we just can't put a finger on it but Liam Scales is young and new into the team or youngish and new into the team saying maybe we feel like we're turning up expecting to win yeah. essentially is what he said there I, I think that's pretty evident from a couple of the Celtic performances uh, in recent weeks that you know 
people just shirking responsibility, you know, looking for someone else to do it um, rather than take the game by the scruff of the neck. It took Callum McGregor probably in the second half to take that game by the uh, scruff of the neck at McDermott Park to get them back into it. But you can't just rely on one guy all the time. And I think too many of the Celtic team in recent weeks have just been happy to push the responsibility elsewhere. And Liam Skills is right. They need to step up. It's a big one for them on Saturday. Uh, probably their most favourable fixture they could get just now. You would think so anyway um, with Livingston. That but brings its own pressure, doesn't it? Yeah, well, certainly. Because if you don't get maximum points there, then you know you really do have problems on your hand for Brendan Rodgers going into the Rangers game yeah I agree with Mark I think um, I'm expecting a big response from Celtic um, have they been poor recently yeah I was down at Kamara I thought second half all credit to Kamara I thought they were dreadful uh, watched uh, the Hearts game as well not so good so they've got the bottom of the league to, uh, team a team that can't find a victory low in confidence I'm expecting a big performance. Uh, I'm, if I was a Celtic fan, I'd be concerned, but I wouldn't be pressing the panic button. They've still got some decent quality there. They've still got some very, very good players. You look at the Midlay Park as well. Um, and I still think that Brendan Ma uh, Rogers is a very good manager. So um, I know that when you're managing Celtic or Rangers, after two or three games, disappointing two or three games, you come under a little bit of pressure. That's just for uh, horses for courses to be honest with you so it's up to them to respond and I think Scales speaks very well he's having a fantastic season he's leading by example to be fair to him so it'll be interesting to see how they perform I think some of the reaction from the players has been quite telling Mark yes Liam Scales says it is just a minor blip but Callum McGregor said that was one of the hardest days of his Celtic career at the weekend um, I think the overall kind of tone and, and mood from Liam Scales today was that you know that, that it's been a pretty tough week and they, they not you know it feels like they they get it now whether they fix it or not that that's just something that only time will tell but it would have been easy to totally say oh, you know every every team loses games and 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 really sort of brush it off and put a a kind of brave face on it but if Callum McGregor saying it was one of the hardest days of his Celtic career yeah. Um, like I say, Liam Scales started off that press conference today. It wasn't in the bit that you heard saying, you know, yeah, it has. It's, you know, it's been a really tough week. It, it feels like they realise that when it is Celtic, when you have been winning everything, when the expectations are high, you, you can't just say, ah, you know, it's only it's only two defeats. Of course not. You have to own, um, own the mistakes that they've made in recent weeks. They have to own the fact that it's not been good enough. Um, and people point to the manager, people point to the board, but it's ultimately the players... Um, who have been underperforming um, so they need to step up and performance levels have to come up and I don't just mean the starting 11 but the, the guys that are coming in from the bench have been way off it as well um, so like I said big 90 minutes coming up on Saturday performance um, would be great however result is crucial because they can't afford to drop any more points and of course they play before Rangers again yeah. We can get into the psychological side of it all But anyway, it's that time of the night already Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Okay, Beat the Pundit time Your last chance 
before Christmas mm. to take on Mark Wilson or Gordon DL at Beat the Pundit. Just imagine you could get the signed ball and give it to someone for Christmas. It'll need to be next Christmas by the time our producers <laughs> get it to you, but that's not the point. 01419511025, lines close at seven, and your chance to beat the pundit is next. First for football for 50 years. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL and Mark Wilson are here. I would like to wholeheartedly apologise to whichever member of the Clyde One team left an advent calendar in the studio because Gordon DL has absolutely butchered it. I mean, you ha- to be fair, you have to assume that on the 21st or whatever, if they've not bothered opening it, but did you have to open it like that, like a dog would do? You've absolutely ripped it to shreds. <laughs> Come on, that was be like, fair. He didn't even Mark use his hands. Me. Right in. No, I didn't help you. I didn't touch that. <laughs> Apparently, they belong to Cassie and George, but to be fair, it is the 21st, yeah. and it was only opened up to like the 4th, so I think you kind of get... You, you can like deserve Why did what you, you not just open the doors though? I know, why did why you have you to just rip them apart? It's, like it's, it's the same result, mate. The chocolate comes out one way or another. <laughs> Imagine I was a kid. Did anyway. you get advent calendars when you were never. growing up? I've never had one of them. Or just do, a wee picture. Is that, is that like a modern thing? You just get the picture of like a candle. <laughs> Aye. Aye. Yeah. And then Jesus. Hi, Jesus yeah. on the 25th. But some of them are incredible now. You've got one, eh? Aye. Did you know? I've got a cabbage one. Oh, we Oh, you one get all eye. sorts of fancy Aye, things now. Did she get? The Charlotte Tilbury one. Oh, you get makeup. Him. He's played in the Champions League. Away. That's the difference. That is big time, How lucky she is. That's, that's, that's a Christmas present. That's the difference for me. between him and us. That's my budget for Christmas. What the? Uh, 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 you <laughs> 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 They are quite adventurous nowadays. I think. Yeah. Um, so you've never had one? Nah, it's not my style. That's a shame. We get one next year. My son's got a Haribo one, and you build a wee tree and you hang all the Haribos on it. Weird, that. This boy has lived the life. Yeah. <laughs> I had a black <laughs> calendar. Get that home. Anyway, um, let's play this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Right, today is Beat the Pundit time, but in the meantime, keep your calls coming as well. 01419511025. Looking back on events at Ibrox last night, what do you think? If you watched the game or you were there, get your thoughts in. Celtic fans, just before the news, we heard from Liam Scales talking about trying to make sure they're not just turning up and expecting to win games, have to take them by the horns, he says. Where do you think it's going wrong? Will it be fixed? Pick up the phone, let us know. Uh, There's talk of Super Leagues and all that sort of stuff doing the rounds today. If you'd rather switch focus there or anything else at all, now is the time. This might be your this might be your last opportunity uh, to give Christmas greetings to Gordon DL and Mark Wilson. I mean, they'll be here on Saturday, but no, that's a bit different. So, um, if you've got anything you need to get off your chest before the Christmas period with these two, then you can do oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. But let's play with John in Drumchapel. How's it going, John? I know I'm going loads yourself. Good here. Good. Have you ever played this before? No, only in a house. Right, how do you usually do, all right? Ah, sometimes, sometimes no bad. I think that sounds like a, mm. a fair assessment. Um, it's been quite the week on Beat the Pundit. You were in oh, with, with the big drama on Tuesday night when a potentially, before his lawyers get on, potentially merry uh, Chris Boyd phoned in from mm, his work's night it. out. Chris take on Roger Hannah. Did he? Things that yeah. you never thought you would oh. see. Roger was raging. Aye. I know. Roger, I, see, be fair to Roger. He didn't get one question wrong. 
And he got minus beat. one. Minus oh, one. It went to tiebreaker. Right, okay. Lost in the tiebreaker. Yeah. Oh, well done, Chris Boyd. It's Roger's fault because he fell into the trap that he shouldn't. He said his tiebreaker answer out loud. Yeah. His fault. Mm. Simple as that. Um, the reason I'm padding and talking even more nonsense than usual because no you know, this happens once every five shows. I can't see. I got. I've only card a nine. Gordon oh, on Monday. It. There we go. I can hear it. Oh, so he did. Yep. Without you, he got it's a nine. Standing. That's brilliant, mate. He went for the ten, and it was a true <laughs> or false, brilliant. and he got it wrong. I know. Oh, I would all say true. Brutal. Anyway, right. Even Marvin Bartley won last night. Just to oh, let you know the come on, we need to give a ball away. At heads, it's Mark Wilson. Tails, it is Gordon Diel, and it is indeed. Tails, it's Gordon up against. I told you we need to give a ball. <laughs> what do you mean, brilliant, John? I'll tell you what, we man. Here, here's a bit of advice, Christmas advice for you. See if you don't win, hang up, <laughs> okay? And don't <laughs> bottle it. Aye, okay. Can Let's... I just say you are, and obviously this is rich coming for me, but that's why I know my limits. You are nowhere near the height bracket to throw the phrase "wee man" around as as freely as no, you do. I'm I, I'm, you're not though. You're I'm, not, I'm, I'm nearly six foot. Are you what? I'm six foot. What did John say there? Sorry, John. I say they can me I'm five foot five. <laughs> <laughs> see, John, that's fine, but it's the way Aye. he does it with so Stand much confidence. Still. You st- <laughs> I, I don't know how you manage it How you manage to identify John's height by his voice You can You've You can it. always yeah, tell To be fair it has He's got a wee man attitude I can just hear him there <laughs> John I hope I hope you batter him at this uh, right. Don't bottle it John boy Let's give oh, mate, I'm I've never been on the radio <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, Let's give John some uh, Gordon sorry Some greatest hits radio to listen to So John can hear us John 30 seconds Answer as many as you can And if you want to just pass and move on That's absolutely fine Okay all right. Right, your 30 seconds starts now. In what year did Celtic last lose consecutive league games? 2003. Who was the only player with a Scotland cap in last night's Rangers team? Oh, uh, Which Scottish Premiership team have internationals from Cape Verde and North Macedonia? Uh, which female footballer won Sports Personality of the Year this week? Oh, the goalie, what was her name? <laughs> Can't mind her, get the goal. Who's got the best goal difference in the Scottish Championship? Uh, okay, Gordon DL, can you hear us? Quite tough tonight. Yeah, okay, they're right, always tough. If you don't know them. 30 seconds on the clock <laughs> yeah. and your time starts now. In what year did Celtic last lose consecutive league games? 2018. Who was the only player with a Scotland cap in last night's Rangers team? Uh, sure. <laughs> Which Scottish Premiership team have internationals from Cape Verde and North Macedonia? <sighs> Ross County. Which female footballer won sports personality? Oh, I can't year remember her name. Who's got the best goal difference oh. in the Scottish Championship? Uh, Wraith. <laughs> uh, European Super League chairman Florentino Perez is also president of which football team? Real Madrid Okay John how do you think it went? <laughs> it's not <laughs> He says it's embarrassing He's been beating off you Surely not John No Did he get is. nil? Well let's find out He would need to get nil Because I only got one there mm, I don't know about that uh, In what year did Celtic last lose Consecutive league games? What it was 2003 Or oh, three? I thought it was 13 No Alright oh, you're shaking your Oh head. no it is, it is 13 It is oh. 13 Sorry ah, it is, it Well is. done Mark 
Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. John said 2003, and I, I just kind of thought he'd go, oh, 2013. I know, 14 years, I just get out of here. John, shut up, we're trying to get on through this here. God almighty, <laughs> a wee man with a big voice. Don't let him be so rude to you, John. You and I are pals. Ah, he can't speak to the caller. No, 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 that's poor for okay, you. John, apologise for that. John, be quiet. Apologise. Say you're sorry. I'm sorry, wee John. There's a line there and you crossed it. Wee <laughs> John's in the bath. I just oh. thought John had it. Oh, no, you're right. It was wrong. Right. Um, the only player with a Scotland cap was Souter. So Gordon goes one up. Oh, the no. <laughs> <laughs> This is going John, to be my best John, ever. John, 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 don't worry. Because ah, please worry. Duke is from Cape Verde. Miofsky is from North Macedonia, and John got it. Oh, well done, John. I should have got that equaliser. I knew it was in the right place, Ross County, Aberdeen. Both of you. Exactly, he's not good at his countries. Right, go. Um, both of you went. I mean, John was. He added even more detail. Oh, the goalie. I can't even remember her name. I can't. Mary Earps. Mary. Um, I was looking at that today as well. Yeah. We were chatting about it in the break about I five know. minutes ago. I know. Yeah, we were. Um, Joey Barton's a big fan by all accounts. Oh, um, the best goal difference in the Scottish Championship. The beauty of this, I knew you would go, Wraith. John, and do you know it's even, even, even worse, John? He's sitting in front of you. He's got the league table right, right in front of him. He's looking at the league table. Oh, no. And he's still got it wrong. It is Dundee United, United. John. I don't know where you plucked Dunfermline from, John. I was just. Party. I know, I know. No. Um, Still one each, John. Don't worry about it. One each. Um, Gordon got one more question, though. Oh, the oh. European Super League chairman, Florentino oh, no, Perez, no. is also the president of. I'll be an Italian team, isn't it? Israel Madrid. Yes! Oh, blue. <laughs> 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 Blue Christmas without a ball. <laughs> John, I'm devastated. Oh, John, I'm I'm even devastated, mate. Oh, I tell you, I bet I bet you're five foot three now, eh? <laughs> John, listen, take no notice of him. Thank you very much for taking part, John. Right. And you, John, all the best. Well, uh, Merry Christmas, John. Oh, I like John. Dear John, John uh, Drumchapel. How go. did I pluck Real Madrid? Out of that? I don't know. That is well sensational. Uh, I don't know. I'm devastated that, at that. That is sensational. Uh, do you know something? I was hoping John won that ball. I quite liked him. Callers must hate you. Uh, the way you speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Listen, I told it's him, hang up if you don't beat the Dazzler. Good uh, victory. Eh? Yep. That was, uh, I was away from home tight. You had to score in the last minute. Real Madrid. Oh, God. They're lucky. I'm still going on about it. I actually had a tweet in from, from you know, that that Twitter account, your alter ego, um, Gordon DL's, yeah. what is it? Unusually large nose. Uh, it says, when's the Wilson VDL annual quiz? Which is a great point. I thought about a Christmas quiz tonight. Um, I was informed. And I got a bit sidetracked and made some other things on. Maybe in between Christmas, like Gordon and Mark's, Gordon and Mark are fat and they're having a... No, sorry, how does it go again? Gordon DL, mm. Gordon and Mark's big fat quiz of the year. Nah. That's what it should be. Sorry, I get mixed up. Um, we could uh, do that. Aye. When? Next week? Uh, or, or maybe even in, during the winter break. That would be a good time yeah, to do well, it. I, like I, the I don't like them. Are we going to do it live? On uh, here? On the live stream? Yeah. Like, like we like like, do every night? Well, you could do it on a Saturday, can you? 
No. <laughs> when the games are <laughs> Hugh, just Hugh, just go and sit in the corner for an hour while Mark and Gordon uh, the worst could, idea ever. Hugh could help me out. Uh, people oh. tune in to listen to the updates and they've got us quizzing. Oh, I don't, I don't I, I'm not particularly good at the quizzes. I love the quizzes. Do you? I be, Aye, this time of year. Quite. Good. You're not bad at them. 2013, well done. I, I didn't think. need it in the end. Um, I, we could do that. We could do it during the winter break. That might be a good time. Yep. Right, we? okay. I think so. You've got a couple of weeks to study. Do <laughs> mm, you honestly think over the festival nope. I'm going to sit and study? But really good though, because um, if you think about it, when we did the previous versions, it was in the original studio, but we did have cameras and we would live stream it on Facebook and whatever. But now this is like this is legitimate. We're in I full. Can't cheat. We're in full live streaming. Yep. We'll name build a wee divide. Yeah, no, I can't. So you can see my answers. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the problem. Mark will be maybe looking over here. Okay, right. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five or Twitter at Clyde S S B. That is the number you need, uh, or the Twitter handle if you would rather get in touch. That way, we're looking back on big games last night. We are looking forward to big games at the weekend uh, as well. Um, it does feel like they are coming thick and fast, although that's a bit of a bit of a cliche I think but with good reason Mark Wilson we, we did say that back to the psychology of it Celtic take care of their business you know they play first just all that sort of stuff we, we, know, we now kind of we're a bit clearer because that's Rangers one game in hand the second game in hand won't come yeah. until later January so yeah. obviously if there are no drop points and I'm really being stating the obvious here the only way Celtic will go in front of Rangers is by winning uh, Rangers will go in front of Celtic sorry um, if they can win when the sides meet in December 30th unless there's any give or take before that and you know what you, you wouldn't bet against points being dropped Celtic got Livy and then away to Dundee um, on Boxing Day and that's going to throw up its difficulties as well so Brendan Rodgers well aware of what's required um, of course that is six points but some level of performance obviously would go a long way to appeasing the Celtic fans who have not been happy in recent weeks. But the pressure is on Rangers. It is true. I mean, when I was at my time at the club, if Rangers had played before us uh, and we had to go out there on the Sunday, you did feel that wee bit of extra pressure. Um, and it's it's not been this close for, for a long time now. So Celtic do the job on Saturday, then the Rangers... Players will feel it on, on Sunday. To be, honest, to be honest with me, Mark, I, I, I think if you're Celtic and Rangers, I'm not being disrespectful here, but the two games you're looking at, Celtic need a, a good performance and a few goals to turn things a, a, around again. And, and I think they'll certainly do that weekend. Livingston at home and Rangers go to Fur Park, Motherwell, where, you know, time's going by, you're thinking, oh, it could be a difficult game. Motherwell can't buy a win like Livingston. Low in confidence. Rangers just come off a closing that gap last night, won in the League Cup. So I think two perfect games for them at the weekend. Okay, let's bring in Michael, who's a Celtic fan, on the line. Hi, Michael. How you doing, guys? He's all right. Good. What's on your mind tonight, Michael? Um, basically, um, I can't even remember what my comments were. Him to Chris. Um, oh, what does my wee screen say? Basically, it's about Roger. You said um, you've got some thoughts on what Celtic need in midfield by the looks of my screen. Yes, aye, that's what it was. Um, I think Celtic need a Wanyama type of midfielder to be so McGregor can go forward, <coughs> right, more. Mm -hmm. um, like, you no, know, like how, how we like Loonstrom for Rangers and stuff like that. And um, I just want to 
basically say, I, I read an article the day as well about Liam Scales saying about Rogers' uh, words hurt the players. Mm-hmm. So last Saturday, my nephew was at the game. One of my mates was at the game as well. He's a season ticket holder. And he said to me that Rogers went down the tunnel, right? Callum McGregor took the players on the park at the end and they done a huddle. They like must have done a team talk at the end, right? Yep. But Rogers went down the tunnel. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm thinking, has Rogers lost the dressing? The dressing I, room, right? I did, I did see some people looking at that incident, Mark. You'll know way more than us. Is that not just? Is that not often a moment between captain and players <laughs> at, yeah. at that point, rather than something the manager would or should? Yeah, I think you know people start looking into all sorts of things when results aren't going your way in consecutive weeks. I think that would just be the norm, you know, for Cal McGregor, somebody so influential and understands the standards that are required at Celtic. Sometimes you just need a gentle reminder to your teammates, but no doubt about it, Brendan Rodgers would have had his say in the dressing room. After that, just allow the players to, to go on and, and kind of signals to the supporters that they're together. Um, but a manager would just usually leave that, even if he's talking on the pitch. Remember, who was the guy that did it? Phil, Phil Brown. Phil Brown. Phil Brown. Phil Aye, and look the way that ended for him. So managers and coaches will do it in the dressing room. And who, it, who imitated it? Jimmy Bullard. Jimmy Bullard, that's yeah, right. The yeah, finger. yeah. No, I, I agree with Mark. I don't think there's anything in that at all. I certainly don't think Brendan Rodgers has lost the dress room. I just think that Cal McGregor's taking a bit of responsibility as a, as a captain, showing the supporters that we're still in the stadium. You've got to say that, look, yeah, we're disappointed, we're hurt, we know we've let everybody down, but we're still together. Brendan Rodgers will do his talking inside the dress room. Um, Michael had some recruitment ideas, which I think you'll be interested in. Um a one Yama type well, who went like that in their team um, yeah someone with a bit of presence in the middle of the pitch defensively uh, minded yeah of course Celtic could do with that and it would release Callum McGregor to play that one further up which he's very very good at um, and I think particularly in Europe I've been saying for a number of years now that I think that's where uh, Celtic are lacking you know someone to, to sit in there alongside McGregor but if you're just playing one um Domestically sitting there, it would allow McGregor to go up. So, um, I'm pretty sure Brendan Rogers will be looking in that area because we've seen a Wata coming in and he can pass the ball nice, but he's not got the presence of, say, someone like a Winyama had uh, when he was at the club. But so yeah, d- incredibly difficult to find. You wouldn't have maybe have said this last mm. season, though. Is this because they're playing different or because things are now aren't going well? You can looking for solutions. You know, everyone loved that trio of McGregor mm. and Hitati and O'Reilly. So, why? No, I, th- I, I think that trio still can come back and obviously that when the three of them are together, they're, they're terrific. I think it's just because of the way things are. The minute you go in that sort of a little dip in forum, people start analysing every position or we need X, Y and Z. Now, this is where I sort of uh, disagree, not disagree, just different opinions with Mark. I, that, I, that is what disagreeing right, means. Right, but it's a different just, opinion. Just for the record. I, I like to see McGregor further forward. I think he offers more. Now, can he play in that certain mid? Of course he can, because he's a very talented player. I just think the best out of him, if they had a certain midfield player just now, with Hatati not being in the team, he looks like he doesn't fancy Turnbull uh, in there. Um, there's one or two others that he's looked at he doesn't probably fancy as well, then I would certainly, if I had to sit in midfield player, 
I would play McGregor further forward because I think he offers so much going is the, forward. Is this a slight departure from what Brendan Rodgers has done? Because he used to, obviously the two deeper ones first time he was here, yes. Um, pretty and much Scott Brown probably would be the deepest and McGregor together. Um, yeah. and then it feels like he did that at Leicester mostly um, if you look at uh, the way that Scott Brown particularly played under Brendan Rodgers remember the centre halves would split and he would often drop so deep into that back line so he, he's changed it a bit um, look I like Cal McGregor going on up I, I do think he offers you a lot but if you're looking to dictate play and, and start moves I don't think there's many better in the game than him but uh, reiterate again I think in Champions League nights or um, other European games you need someone in there with presence alongside them thanks Michael good to hear from you have a good Christmas so 1419511025 and it's a good time to call because we'll get your next Clyde One Super Scoreboard listen and watch check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB Glasgow in the West's league leader for 50 years. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. More of your calls on the way. I hope keep them coming on the usual number. In the meantime, let me give this to the guys. The full-time teaser with sliding wardrobe solutions East Kilbride. Slad wall panels available in seven colours. Now in stock at East Kilbride at competitive prices. Okay, thanks to Jack for sending tonight's teaser in. Don't forget, you can send one as well, fulltime at Clyde1.com. Uh, Jack wants to know, since 1990, five Scottish players have been named in the English Top Flight PFA Team of the Year. Can you name them? So since 1990, um, five Scottish players have been named in the English Top Flight PFA Team of the Year. Can you name them? Was Brian McClare one? He is not. Gary McAllister. He absolutely is. He's uh, striking. Oh, good. I don't think Brilliant. we need to go any. Don't think we need to go any further. Uh, yeah, we'll just the old Leeds Leeds connection, huh? Yeah, fair enough. All right, we'll leave it there because it's only five answers and you're scushing it. So, Gary McAllister. Gordon Strachan since 1990 five Scottish players have been named in the English top flight PFA team of the year Gary McAllister Gordon Strachan three others no need to tell me just now because you have until the end of the show so get your calls in or your tweets Scott is in Canvas Lang how's it going Scott? I'm not bad guys how are you? Not um, bad not bad No for a while but I hope you all have a good Christmas And you Scott what, have you, what um, made you call tonight? Right I've, as I said I've no phone for a couple of weeks but I've left it and left it and left it right now I've a couple of points if you don't mind. Um, one is big up for Skills for coming out and saying what he said today, right? You know, I've been a big admirer of him all season, right? As you know, I've been on the phone about him quite a few times, right? Um, he, and as much as I like he come out and said what he said, Callum McGregor should be coming out and saying that. He's a captain of the club, right? Now, that's my first and foremost. No, no say of Callum McGregor coming out and saying that the Hearts game was the worst game he's could have ever That's you know, he's a captain. He should be coming out and saying that. Right? As much as I like Scales and he's come out, if Scales wanted to do that, that's up to him. But I just think it should have been the captain who came out and said that. Is there not just, is there not just like a boring explanation though, Scott, and that it was, you know, it was Liam well, Scales' turn to do the press conference. So, he, you know, he was the only one that could say it. Well, but we all we due respect, right? You know, if you, what, you know, uh, 
you know, I'm a season ticket holder at Celtic Park and I watch all the games, whatever else. This has been going on for weeks. This is not just a new thing. How Celtic have been playing has been going on for weeks and weeks and weeks. They got away with St. Johnson just, right? You know, um, you think that would have shook them to the core, but no, right? But they kept on going playing that dreadful side to side, back, side, side, back, or this carry on, right? He sits there and plays Mikey Johnson when he's clearly, sorry, he shouldn't even be there. It's near to Turnbull. Right, so are you okay with getting injuries in the midfield sector of the team? Right, that's fine. Right, but the ones that are coming off the bench are not good enough. So for me, Mark Mark sitting there as an ex-player. Right, we can all sit there and blame players and whatever else, but it also comes down to the manager as well. Right, because if you look across the water the other side, Rangers couldn't get any worse. They brought in a new manager. They've got the same players, and they're playing a lot better. Right, so that tells you that it's the manager that's doing it. No, the players are picking up. Do you know what I'm saying? No. Yeah, get that, get that logic, Mark. Yeah. Um, no, I, I would agree with that. Um, they all have to take responsibility, and Brendan Rodgers, of course, but he'll be aware of that. And I think you know the the point that Scott's making when you look to Michael Beale, our discussion was always who has progressed in Michael Beale squad, who's he made better, and there was very few. And you look at Brendan Rodgers just now with the Celtic side, you think who's improved from last year. Now, Liam Scales definitely, definitely improved and nobody could have foreseen that. Matt O'Reilly might be one. He's added goals and he gets into the box a I lot more Matt now. Matt O'Reilly has to be one, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, Um But the rest have stood still or regressed slightly. Now, that is a concern, I think, for any any coach, any team. So, Brendan Rodgers will be aware of that. Um, he'll be trying to fix it, no doubt about it. You know, the coach he is... Um, loves being on the grass, you know, and and try to improve players. That's that's where he came started developing players. So he'll be aware uh, of some of the you know kickback he's getting from fans, and he, he has to address it. What <coughs> what I'm picking up from the shelf, I, I totally agree with what Mark says about improving players and O'Reilly, for instance, been terrific uh, skills as well, but. I'm picking up from the Celtic fans that go week in, week out, Gordon. It's the style of football. Um, you know, with Postacoglu, they loved it. The excitement was there. They were turned on with it. Brendan Rodgers, I don't think the Celtic fans are grasping it. And when you go through a sort of a slump, um, I thought against St. Johnston, first half they were dreadful. Then they lost to Kamara. They've lost to Hearts. So if you add, that, add all that in, then all of a sudden, you know, you start coming under a bit of criticism as a Celtic manager. I still believe that Brendan Rodgers is a very, very good manager and I think he will come good, obviously. It'll be interesting to see what happens in, in January, but he's got a lot of important games before then. Why are you frowning? Is it because, is it because he said turn <laughs> on? I thought I saw you frown at that point. Did you frown? Aye, because I've never just, really heard that in terms of fans getting turned on by no, okay. their football. And just when you say that, I thought something else in your head. Um, <laughs> Scott, does anything? Um, I think you know. I think the Labada's kind of back in the early stages of training, but not full kind of full group work. So that's not going to happen immediately. Does Dyson Maeda come back in and start this weekend? Does that start to? clear up any of the picture because you've mentioned that you don't think guys like Mikey Johnson or whatever are up to scratch well well, Gordon I was at the game at the Hearts game right and, and you're talking about 50 or 1000 people could see Mikey Johnson that wasn't working right definitely wasn't working he broke my head on and he wasn't fit everybody was saying it so we would need to bring him in on Saturday and let's put it this way we need a good performance on Saturday 
good result and a good performance. If anything happens but with that, I think there's going to be severe problems with Brendan Rodgers because it comes. It, it was the same when he was there at the, the tail end of when he was there the first time. It was the same thing back to back. But you know, and it was are you okay? So you know, that's the way he plays. That's fair enough. But at least we, at least with Big Ange, right? Especially going into Europe, he gave it a go. He was there and he gave it a go. All right, we might have got beat, but we're going toe to toe with these teams. Right, and um, and we were at least trying, you know. And it, it just seems to me, Callum McGregor scores one goal, and he's had a couple of assists, and it's coming up to Christmas. You know, I'm not saying that he's not a good player. He's a very good player, a very good servant for Celtic. He'll never have big numbers though, Stephen Willie. With the, you know how deep he plays, he'll never have like loads of goals and assists, Willie. Who's this, Callum McGregor? No, but then, but yeah, right. Right, fair enough, right? But, you know, he does. He has earned the past season's chipped in mm-hmm. with five or six goals, seven goals through the season, right? And that's what, I, I don't know what you're saying there, but he, he does chip in. But yep. he's more than that to be, he's, he's to be more than that as a leader. Do you know what I mean? He's to be more, he's to pick people up and whatever else, you know, they're needing um, a holding midfielder. And we're needing this, a striker. We're did the boy for Aberdeen. I think we should go and buy him. I think we should go and buy the boy is at Liverpool. He's at Dundee just now. The the Owen Beck. So I think we should go to Liverpool. We've taken enough players over us. So I think we should go down there and see if we can buy him. Right. So at the end of the day, you know, I, I think he needs in January. I think he needs a lot out, and he needs maybe two or three players in. And Joe Hart as well And again at the Wednesday I'm, I'm not picking individual players But we could all see where that, that free kick was going on Wednesday night Right we were, I was sitting right behind that goal Where the, the goal was scored We can all see where it was going Yeah I mean you you're, you're getting your days mixed up You mean Saturday But obviously everyone knows what Everyone knows what one you're on about Owen Beck's very good We know that for sure We always come Rave about him in this show um, Whether it's Celtic Whether it's whoever else Um Bojan Miofsky popping up with some another timely double last yeah, night. Good wasn't finishes it? for both of them. Um, yeah, I, I I would go with Scotland. I, I I would go for Miofsky. Don't know how much it would take to get him, or how much Celtic would be willing to push for a, a player, you know, domestically. But I think he'd be worth a shot. Yeah, um, I th- I think he said a terrific um, time at Aberdeen. I think um, the boys obviously proved his worth um, as a goal scorer as well. Um, probably a bit disappointing in the cup final. I didn't see a lot of them. But one thing about him, he can find the back of net and I think he's a decent player and I think he'd be a good addition to a squad. Uh, thank you very much to Scott. What about Stephen and Kirk and Tillock? How's it going, Stephen? Hello, evening, guys. How are you doing? Good, good, good. How are you? Thanks. I am great, thanks. Thanks very much for taking my call, and I hope you have a nice uh, holiday period when it comes to you, Thank lad. you very much. Same to you, Stephen. What are you thinking tonight, then? Well, first of all, I had two points initially. First one was to obviously critique how Celtic are playing just now, and then my second point was the fact that there's actually maybe a title race for the first time in ten years now in Scotland. A real one, you know? But um, my first point was about, obviously, how disappointing... Uh, Celtic have been in the last probably six, seven weeks. There's been a, there has been a, a decline, and I, I kind of put it down to that a lot of these players that were brought in, apart from the project players like Yang and Quan and stuff like that, who I don't really think are up to the mark just now. Um, I think a lot of these players were brought in for Ange Postecoglou, and they had a specific trait that he was looking for. 
Now Brendan Rodgers plays a slightly different style of football and I, I just don't think that these players are going to be able to adapt to what he's looking at and I think that's why you're maybe seeing the likes of Greg Taylor as being caught out of position quite a few times. A lot of your goals um, seem to come down their opposition right-hand side and targeting him. You've seen it at Kilmarnock, cross-field balls for their right, their left-back diagonally right across to ours. So I think people have, have now cottoned on to how to play Celtic, really, and picked out the weaknesses of these players. Um, because obviously I don't think they can really play the formation and the, the style that Brendan's looking for just now. Well, in terms of teams caught on how to play against Celtic, I think that is true. I think, you know, Brendan Rodgers' possession-based, slower build-up uh, play is obviously a lot easier to play against than what Ange Postacoglu was. It was just relentless. There was runners in behind. The midfielders would play that pass. It would cut inside full-backs constantly. And you see cutbacks and goals where Brendan Rodgers allowed teams to get in their shape. And then it's very difficult to break down. Hearts a prime example of that. Once Hearts get themselves in front, they didn't really come out their shape. Celtic didn't stretch them. So, you know, it's okay controlling the ball, but you have to do it with a purpose, really. And I think that's where Celtic have let themselves down in, in recent weeks. Um... Like there's that, that wee bit of spark sometimes you'll get from them. The Aberdeen game at home, they get two very good goals and, and the game's away from Aberdeen on that occasion. But too often this season, it has been too slow and ponderous at times. And I said before, just shirking responsibility, hoping Palma will put one in the top corner for 20 yards or hoping Kyogo will pop up. You know, it's... Mm. Do you think our team's identifying and picking on Greg Taylor? Um, yeah, Greg Taylor's no playing the way that he played last year under Postacoglu. Of that, there's no doubt. But he's still a very talented player, the boy. Um, I th my biggest concern, if I was playing against Celtic, um, I'd be targeting set plays against him. Yeah. I, th I, I think you can score goals <laughs> from corners or, or free kicks in dangerous areas as you showed against Hearts. Um, I think the their Achilles heel just now is certainly set plays. Uh, what else you got for us Stephen? Well listen as I said there's a, there's a wee bit in there about project players for my liking I think there's I think there's probably 15 players on the roster of Celtics maybe 32, 33 first team squad that that, that are really good enough to be playing at the club I don't even think that they should be deemed prospects or projects they're just not good enough and they 15 say they 15 even probably even 18 players right no, you're talking probably about, about between 15 and 20 million pound uh, of transfers in there. And I would have imagined that Celtic should be investing maybe three or four quality players instead of those numbers. Because you know what? We tend to play with the same uh, first-team squad and the, the same amount of subs. These guys aren't even getting a look in, you know? So I think there's a, wasted, there's a bit of wasted money in there. And I think, obviously, Big Peter's got a a heavy bit of work to do in January to try and get it through. But my next point was obviously now that there's now there's a an actual um, title race on, probably for the first time in years. And ultimately, I reckon it's probably listen as a Celtic fan, I'm disappointed we've conceded all these points. But for Scottish football, it's going to be a great thing. You know, there's going to be a bit of excitement back there. The the, the the derbies are going to mean an awful lot more than maybe they have in previous years. You know, sometimes it's just a, a bit of one-upmanship. 
these these ones are going to actually mean something, you know, because I think between now and the end of the season, Celtic have got to improve. Rangers are kind of progressing along nicely, you know. They they don't they don't play. I don't. They don't play fantastic every week, but they're very difficult to beat. Down they grind teams down and they score goals. At this moment in time, Celtic either play like Barcelona or East Kilbride. No, no offence, East Kilbride, mind you. Yeah, playing some good stuff this year by all accounts <laughs> For what it's worth um, He Celtic B did He did beat Celtic yeah. B team last week But Stephen's more general point Mark um, Well I know there was a couple of good bits in there Because the first part of that second point Celtic need to win at the weekend That That's the most important thing Every, Everything else kind of falls in behind But again the squad will still be interesting Because you know even if Celtic do win We'll still find out You know as Lager, Bielka, Navrotsky, Phillips, Holm, Kobayashi, Yang, Yang. Guys who were yeah. all sort of brought in recently I don't think any of them featured in the squad at all at the weekend No So we'll see what difference this makes Yeah, overinflated squad Listen, Brendan Rodgers has, has addressed that he, he said as much, I think, that he needs to clear a lot out And like if you're a player at Celtic as well That you aren't even getting on the bench Then surely you want to move on as well So I think you'll see quite a few departing And maybe one or two of those that Guys who have actually played, wonder David Turnbull will be one of them that that goes who want to go out and play football. Um, and listen, I agree with Stephen as well that quality is needed to come in. Brendan Rodgers said it as well. It's they should get the money. They keep going on that they've got enough here in the bank. Thank you, Stephen. Before we go any further, let me tell you about this. Right. After three days of rollovers, we finally got a winner on today's Make Me A Winner call. It was Terry who picked up the phone, said the magic words, and he's now £245,000 richer. He says he's going to pay off his parents' mortgage, which is a pretty good early Christmas present, I think you'd agree. If you've never entered before, now really is the time, because we've only got one more Make Me A Winner call to make on this competition this year in 2023 and tomorrow it is the big one £250,000 when we make the final call of the year if you want to enter text yes to 61025 if you do it right now you'll get 10 entries for the price of one that is good value in anyone's book the texts are £2 plus your standard network rate you can enter at Clyde1.com online entry costs £2 or call 0330 and all the calls are charged at a standard rate. It's over 18s only and all the rules for this network competition are online. If you get the call after 3pm tomorrow, which is Friday the 22nd, answer within five rings, say make me a winner straight away and the £250,000 goes right into your bank account after the call. But you need to be in it to win it. Text yes to 61025. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West for 50 years. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard it is 01419511025 if you want to squeeze a call in, although we might well be running out of time. Uh, you can still tweet as well at Clyde S. SB we are asking and you know I always like to keep you on your toes especially uh, at Christmas time so I told you that we were looking for five players mm. on the teaser it's actually six. Oh, wonderful oh, wonderful nice Christmas surprise for you so since 1990 six Scottish players have been named in the English top flight PFA team of the year can you name them Gary McAllister Gordon Strachan surely Andy Robertson surely oh, aye, aye. the old gaffer I forgot about that uh-huh. Darren Fletcher in there? Yes. 
Right, I've got. I don't Only know. Got two I've, to get then. I think he was. Two to he, get. He must be involved. Frank McAvenny won. No. What? He was nine to odds. What about Braveheart? Blackburn when they oh, won the league. Good shout. Yes. What a okay. shout that is. Right, we'll leave it there no, because the next one. we need to get one more. But you've got plenty of time. Uh, you've got until the end of the show. So there we are. Uh, I think we've pretty much... I, I think I saw a call earlier on that we didn't quite get round to it. I know there's a lot of chat about Super Leagues and all that sort of stuff. Is that tickling Scottish football fans' fancy? If you think we overlooked it tonight. Well, I mean, you technically overlooked it if we didn't get many calls, but you can always revisit that. Tomorrow, Mark Wilson, is that one you've been um, keeping an eye on today? I know Celtic have mm. com- want to commit to upholding the values of football. Aberdeen chairman Dave Cormack says the ruling today is going to change European football forever. Um, it basically goes back to the, a court has ruled that UEFA and FIFA rules that were sort of... It was rules that granting prior approval for new competitions that that is breaking or it's in contrary to EU law basically and um, so the the, the foot that sounds all a bit wordy the football bit in a nutshell is that the prospects of like a, a future European Super League they've been given a bit of a boost today ultimately that's the mm. way people see this maybe going people see it as being a kind of slippery slope towards that I, I don't know if I'd, I'd like that would you European Super League and how would it how would it look for us is this the same the proposal as the, the ones in England the fans we're up my arms yeah, well, about no, no, basically. No, no, I think that's the fear that it ends up there. This is now it's, it would be like three leagues to sort of take place. Um, I mean, there's a lot of detail about the number of. But I think it was like seven, seven fixtures each season. You kind of relegation between the leagues, all that sort of stuff. Mm. It just seems like um, I'm basically saying that trying to make the point that UEFA don't have like a monopoly over over the full thing, and it could all it could all lead to to the come back to that Super League proposal that everyone was so up in arms yeah. against so that you know that was kind of like legally blocked if you like but that's that's been and I say legally in a footballing sense it's now been overturned so the idea would be Celtic Rangers join that and the rest are left behind well I think that was certainly Dave Cormack's um, fear he said that Scottish football was like ill prepared um, well Craig, it, so. funny enough Craig Levine, um was quoted the other day saying the best thing would be or he would like to see Celtic Rangers yeah. leave for the strength of the game. Slightly different though, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Do you know what, by the way, I, I can't believe how late it is. I've just checked the clock. This is the, the perils of live radio um, because before we go any further, I'm going to do this every night this week and we're really running late. So let's park that. We can revisit it tomorrow. Um, but I want to put Gordon Dale on the spot uh. with this. Clyde won. 50 years as Glasgow and the West's number one. Baby, you Clyde, two, six, one. Yes, this radio station is 50 yeah. years old on Hogmanay. We're celebrating it by getting the pundits to pick the 10 favourite moments from Scottish football in the last 50 years. It's in no particular order. It's just their opinion. Mark picked Seville. I think mm. Roger picked Archie Gemmell's goal. Charlie Mulgrew yeah. picked the quadruple treble. What are you going for? Last 50 years. I'm going to pick a, a memory that was shared by the three of us oh. in this studio in November, I think, 2020. David Marshall with the penalty Good kick. Shout. Serbia. The highs and low of that night were incredible between us three because Serbia scored probably the last kick of the ball with any penalty kicks. We were on edge. We were, oh, t- the nerves were unbelievable. We hadn't been to a tournament since 1998. 
What a night that was. Uh, yes, sir, I can boogie. Against the backdrop of a rubbish time, time for everybody yeah, as well. Everything. It felt like we were kind of in here. We were lucky. We were allowed to go to our work and so many people were stuck at home. Yeah. No fans. Remember we had Kieran Tierney on the phone. That's right. Oh, that's from, right. From Kieran Tierney room. forgot about that. We had the drunk Hugh Keevans on the phone because <laughs> yeah. it was his birthday. <laughs> Emotional. So, so I think that's, that's one that certainly is up there. You've got to give it. And you took your top off that night. That's right. And then the video mysteriously yeah, so got disappeared. lost. Yeah, well, I changed my mind. I phoned you in the way home. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness oh, the video got that lost. That was brilliant. Oh. That's how exciting that was. Anyway, good choice that. David Marshall, Serbia, Euro qualification, ending years of heart. Well done. That's Gordon Deal's choice. Uh, and we'll do more next week. Right. One more answer. Since 1996, Scottish players named an English top flight PFA team of the year. Andy Robertson, Colin Hendry, Gary McAllister, Gordon Strachan, Darren who, who Fletcher. Who did play for? You played against him. I no. played against him, really? You're always saying he's one of the best players you played against. Oh, I've got it. I've got it! Uh, did I race him once? Down the flank? And he smoked you. No, he didn't. Yeah, I gave him five years start. I still not got it. Liverpool. You'll never win anything with kids. Oh, Alan Hansen. Alan Hansen. Almost have sneaked in. Thank you very much to Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson. Uh, we will be back tomorrow night, Friday night show with Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller. Really looking forward to that one. We will speak to you then. And Lynn Hogan is up next. Have a good night.